Yo, what up, guys? Welcome back to the fastest growing sports gambling podcast in the tri state area. We got double A Anthony Alessino. We got the graduate Brian Castiglione. And my name, as always, is James Hawkins. And this is Par Play Group. What's up? We're back. It's week three. Brian Castiglione's back in the house. What's going on? Alessino, not in the house. But, you know, one of these days we'll get a full show. Happy birthday, Valentina. Happy birthday, Valentina. 27 never looks so good. <laughs> Certainly not when I turn 27. <laughs> I can't say the same either. So week two is come and gone. Better for me than last week. You were just saying, oh, um, man, not that great for yourself. The same result as last week. Not good. No money incoming. Just outgoing. So <laughs> It's what we call a good day for the book. <laughs> uh, I made a little bit, you know. It is what it is. At the end of the day, a win's a win. But we got some big points I got to bring up from the games that we watched this past weekend. Number one, first and foremost, the Tampa Bay defense has looked bad. Bad. Like, bad. Bad, okay. dude. Okay. They almost lost to Atlanta. They Atlanta uh, brought it within a touchdown at a certain point. Towards the end. But they're in a shootout. Right. They're in a shootout against Dallas last week. We expect if there was anything that I would have put a mortal lock on out of any bet you could have made in football last week, it would have been the over on the Dallas Chargers game. And that game goes 2017. Tampa Bay's defense right now has looked so bad that I'm not that excited about them to return to the Super Bowl from a gambling aspect. I don't think the defense would determine that. I think Brady's going to just do what he does. You know what I'm saying? You think they're going to outrun the – they were never going to outgun the Chiefs. The whole reason they won that game was on their defense. Yeah. I mean, I don't – if you, I just feel like with the Falcons game, it wasn't – it wound up being closer, but it did not start off closer like matt ryan looked horrendous like absolutely horrendous at some parts and i don't think it was all because of matt ryan's lack of talent if there's anything we know about the falcons it's that even when they've been terrible and they've been terrible yeah they've always been slow starters the fact that that game got to be close if you're dealing with a top 16 top 17 team in the league they might never look back at that point yeah come and get you now they won the game, so it is what it is. They're two and zero. What are we talking about it for? Yeah, they don't, you can't. I mean, I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. But right now, I'm uninspired by the way they're playing defense. Uh, second point is: Are the Ravens just inconsistent, or are the Las Vegas Raiders really good? I think the Raiders are good. You think to be the, honest, the Raiders I, are I really think good, right? I think there's something going on there. I think Derek Carr. It seems like he's just clicking. Everything's kind of. Kind of going. The defense seems a little bit better, but I do think a big reason is Derek Carr. I really think he's throwing. I think it's Gruden too, and yeah. I think a lot of people wanted to get on him, especially because traded away Amari Cooper, traded away Khalil Mack. Now those picks yeah. have all come to fruition, and they're starting. They're getting their guys that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Although they did, we talked about it one or two weeks ago. They on the off season they called the Bears asking for Khalil Mack back. I mean, why wouldn't like, you? No thanks. Yeah. So. I knew it was going to take Gruden a few years to get it going because he was out of the game for 15 years, 10, mm-hmm. 15 years, and then he's just going to come back in and you know be great again. But he is still one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen in our lifetime. People forget because people our age who didn't watch football as young didn't remember those Bucks teams and those Raiders teams yeah. where he won Super Bowls with both of them. He's a very good coach. I think Carr is above average, and he's playing I think he's out right playing now. very well. It's a good example of what the good scheme with the right quarterback, will get you yeah. in the league. You don't need to be flashy. And you have Darren Waller. Yeah, I mean, Darren Waller. And you have Darren Waller. I mean, <laughs> the targets are insane, and the return on 
We were like, imagine if yeah. he was never a drug addict, dude. I, I mean, if he, it's ridiculous. It really is nuts how good he is. He's insane. 19 targets in week one. And, and then I didn't um, see what his target share was yesterday. That I don't, I did not, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised they beat the, the Steelers. Well, to be honest with you, I, you know what it is? The Steelers are so weird. We had, remember last year was, they were the undefeated team for so long. They lost one and then the wheels just they completely a, fell off. They became a team we love to fade. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, show. um, and I just feel like there's no, there's no identity with them now. Like, I still don't know. Are the, like, how you're asking, are the Raiders good? I feel like, are the Steelers good or are the Steelers bad? Are we in the same boat we were last year or are we worse? Like, I came out last week and I gave the Steelers a lot of credit. I said maybe we were overlooking them because if Ben is still halfway decent and the right. defense holds up, they beat the Bills and they beat the Bills in a game that like they kind of made them look fucking foolish yeah. on offense. The Bills did. They made the Bills look foolishly offensively. But then the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know. Ben just – I don't know if Ben has it. I don't know if they're really going to have the firepower to keep it going. And I'm looking late. Maybe it's 12.30, 12.45 Eastern time, and I'm looking to tag one more bet in. And I was I threw two units on the, on the Raiders' money mm-hmm. line because I'm just looking at it. I'm like, plus 200 is great. I'm like, they just beat the Ravens, who are been at the top of the AFC since Lamar yeah. got to town. Just beat them. And they just beat the Chiefs last night. And then they night. just beat the yeah. Chiefs last night. So, so the Raiders, once again, early in the season, look yeah. like a team we love to bet on. I don't know if it's going to remain that way. I think it depends on, I mean, you know the division they're in. Yeah, you know how it's Still going to versus the Chiefs twice, you know. Well, and there's certain things like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to bet on Arizona past like week nine ever again. But hold on, if I might be wrong. They beat the Chiefs last year, no? The Raiders? Right. In that overtime game, I think right? they got one they game beat... against the Chiefs last year. I I'm pretty sure. I think they beat them. It was, if it wasn't an overtime game, it was a shootout. It was something close. That yeah. division is insanity, the yeah. West. Um, yeah, so I think it's more about the Raiders being good than I think the Ravens are also a little inconsistent, but I don't think the inconsistencies are their fault. I think they're built to play a certain way. And up, yeah. in, up until last night where we saw Lamar execute on when he needed to push the ball, we have like it's hard when they get in these shootout games. Mm-hmm. They're not built to throw the ball a lot. So even people want to talk shit on Lamar as a passer. They're not built to throw the ball, though. Yeah, like they're not they're not built to be. Behind. Yeah, I mean your number one receiver is yeah Marquise, Marquise Brown, Brown I mean, who none of us have liked on he, you know none of us have been a big fan of him. Um, actually, I guess you're technically your one receiver is Andrews, but yeah, but from a personnel I, standpoint, he's, he's fallen off in my eyes as one of the top really. I think he looks. End. I think he looks better in these two weeks. Everything is good. Than, everything is good when the run game is going good. Yeah, and, and Tyson Williams is. And then, yeah, they run the ball well. And even then, when it came down to when they got the ball back, what did they do? They ran the ball. You know how many Mm -hmm. teams are going to throw the ball on fourth and two in that situation? Yeah. And I think it's a great rebound for Lamar. I know we're getting a little off tangent here, but it was a good rebound for Lamar last night um, compared to last week with the Raiders when... Coming off the short week, everything they needed. Yeah. At home, right? That was in Baltimore that game last night? Or am I wrong Uh, that game last night was in Baltimore. It was in Baltimore. Yeah, 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 because that place was rocking, especially when it was getting close in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then, you know, just a little reach, poke, and slap, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire drops the ball. Uh, we'll move on to my third and final point, a little bit of a big one. Uh, this is seemingly the most open the NFL has been, or at least felt, at this point in the season in a while. And now, so I have the list. Okay. 2-0 teams. Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders, San Francisco 49ers, 
Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers. Do you know how many of the, those teams were playoff teams last year? And can you tell me which ones they are? Um, Do you want me to tell you? I how? think, well, I know Denver was not. No. Raiders were not. Nope. Panthers were not. Nope. Bucks were. Yep. Um, trying to think who else you had on there. San Fran. San Fran was. San Fran made the playoffs last nope. year? No, they didn't. Nope. Arizona. Right, because they were played. Yeah, and Arizona made it. Also, no, also they didn't, did they not didn't make, make it. it either. The only other team on the list that made it are the Rams. Wow. The Rams and the Bucks. Why did I think that? I are, guess because you. Are the yeah. only two of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, two, and oh teams. Only two of them were playoff teams last year. And, like, sometimes, you know, it's at this point. We're talking two games into the season. Mm-hmm. It's at this point. But you're not going to overreact. But certain, like, Carolina, I think, might be better than I thought they were. After I, I was big Sunday's on Carolina game. coming in. I'm big on Sam Darnold. I feel like a lot of people are, though, so it's kind of just. Well, I've always felt like yeah. everything I know about the Jets says that bet on Sam Darnold to win comeback player of the year because that's what happens when mm-hmm. average to good players leave the Jets still in their youth. Yeah. But I did. I was very. I like. I said. I put the house last week on on the Saints to cover. Like I did not expect that. I think Denver might be better than we thought they were going to be. As long I think as Teddy so holds up and the defense holds up. Let, San no Fran. San Fran. Year. I think you kind of figured. They They're had, always kind of mingling. They had the injury issues. Yeah. And um, last year that probably kept them out of the playoffs. Which and it's looking them, like it might be going that way again. I mean, I you mean, never know. Like that's the thing. Are... Do they? I heard this. I think it was on the radio today. I think it was on local talk radio today. I heard mm. it. I just want to credit the source. It's not my idea. Um, do the Niners have bad injury history or do they sign players who get hurt a lot? You know, I, like Jason Barrett's I, hurt. He's been hurt every year. He's been in the league. They just signed him. Mm-hmm. He's hurt already. They, that's mean, the number one re- uh, player I could think of off the top of my head right now. But they just they have a lot of players that get hurt. I mean, a lot. Eli Mitchell got banged up a little bit. He wound up coming back. Uh, what about uh, Raheem Mostert? Raheem Mostert. Yeah. He got hurt an hurt. extra three weeks earlier than he usually does. Yeah. I mean, even last year, I think it was around this time last year, the Niners had, I want to say, it was at least nine people hurt. Well, oh, yeah, because like, week two against the Jets, they lost Bosa to an ACL. They lost was, yeah. one of their other DNs to an ACL. They lost like three, four starters against the Jets. And the week before that, they played the Giants in MetLife, and they lost mm. two starters them. So they, remember, they sued the league. They wanted the league right. to investigate yeah, yeah, yeah. MetLife's turf. Yes. Yeah. So, that's all I got on opening points. You got anything else? Um, if I could just go over, like, if I had a couple quick points. One of my main points that I was going to say you brought it up, though, I think Lamar looks good. I know how you were saying the Ravens. Um, <laughs> the Ravens, they uh, they have to play a certain way in order to win. Um, but when it's working, it's working. And I think it works very well. Um, another thing that I kind of realized, um, Jets fans. I was at a uh, a family event this weekend with a bunch of Jets fans, and I feel like everyone's really hitting the panic v- button very quickly on Zach Wilson. I feel like he will be fine. Bill Belichick has a huge habit of being able to make rookie quarterbacks day absolutely terrible, and I think that's just what happened on Sunday. I think the Jets will be fine. I think Zach Wilson will be fine. I don't think there's any reason to to freak out. I don't know how you feel about that being a Bill, Jets fan. But... Bill Belichick has made a career out of destroying rookie quarterbacks. There's just nothing you can do. Um, Mac Jones, out of the five of those guys, and this is not an original thought, he's in the be- he's just a- in the best position to succeed. Yeah. Without out of the doubt. five rookies. Yeah. They're doing, like, a lot of people, maybe they really didn't want Tom. 
because they got Cam Newton and people thought they're going to start doing shit that they couldn't do without Tom. Mm-hmm. And then it got a little sad with Cam and his arm. Yeah. So what are you going to do about that? And now they get Mac Jones. The first play from scrimmage last week is a jet sweep to Jonu Smith. They ran that same action like four or five times all game yesterday mm-hmm. against the Jets. They ran that double pass. Yeah, yeah. They're just doing all kinds of fancy, gadgety, like easy spark plug play type shit mm-hmm. that you couldn't do with Tom. Because right, because like, the mobility's not there. Why would we? Well, not even that. It's why would we do that stupid nonsense? They're in cover two. You run yeah. a fucking hook route that burns cover two. Like, what are we? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, are you panicked though? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't. Absolutely not. I, One, you have to. Where were your expectations? Because my expectations were three to seven wins. Yeah. So if you thought this, if you thought this kid that came in from BYU, who's got all the talent in the world, who has showed us already, I, I'm quite the opposite. Actually, <laughs> I'm. I think Zach might be it. Like given, I think he'll be good. Given the right things happen for yeah. him, now you could say about tons of guys, but. He's. I said after week one, he's a little too frenetic. Three out of the at least three out of the four interceptions, if not two of them, or at least two, if not three, were due to his freneticism. Mm-hmm. The one deep one that don't throw throw the ball away. Yeah. The one that went through Corey Davis's hands is not on him. There's nothing you can do about it's that. It's not a great throw, but yeah. Corey Davis should have had it. And if so, fix you try you want to try to fix him to a degree where he's not as crazy. But don't. That's what makes him him at the same time. Yeah. Like on third down, go be Aaron Rodgers, go be Drew Brees, go be um like Mahomes. Yeah. But on first and second down, I need you to be Kyle Orton. Yeah. You know. We need you to just get the yards just and keep, keep it. us in games yeah. in the second half. Because they could have won that game in Carolina. You know. Yeah. You you got to keep us within seventeen to twenty going into the second half, and we might have a shot at this thing. Another thing, too, you got to think about the O-line, losing Makai Becton basically for the rest of the season, 8 to 16 weeks. 4 to 8. 4 to 8? I saw 4 to 8. It's arthroscopic knee surgery. He dislocated his kneecap, which isn't terrible because it's better than the ACL. Yeah. Better than an ACL tear. Here's the thing, man. 6, 7, 3, 7, 4, 8, 4, 9 speed. This might just be a thing. And this was a number... I forget the exact numbers, but I'll do this quick and we'll get to guess the lines because I saw, I think, Manish, either Manish Meta, who t- covers the Jets for New York Daily News, or Rich Zamini, who's ESPN New York. One of them two beat writers. I think it was Manish. DeBrickashaw played, say it was 1,062 mm-hmm. of a possible 1,062 regular season snaps with the Jets. Wow. You know, like yeah. we're used, to, we had brick for fucking twelve years or whatever it was, and now this is what it the is. Brick not Shaw, for not every top ten left tackle is going to be the guy, and I hope he gets well. He's a monster when he's healthy, mm. but now this is two years in a row he's got foot and knee problems. Wasn't it a foot last year with him? He was out for a while with a with foot, foot, right? So when you're fucking, it's like Durant and all the seven footers in the NBA. They all Giannis. They all have foot issues just because they're big fucking yeah. dudes. Yeah. So. I hope he gets better. Um, I'm not panicking on Zach. As a matter of fact, I'm still all in on Zach. Good. That's good I to hear. Still, honestly, at this point, I know it's going to sound stupid and, and Jets fan-like. Not that I would have wanted Zach one. Obviously, you want Trevor. I'm glad they were two and they didn't have to make the choice. Right. Because it's like a fantasy. Had, we, yep. ta- had we taken Trevor and him, 
Say everyone says the floor for Trevor is he's a solid starter for 12 years. Had we gotten that, I think that's great. He's a solid starter. Andrew Luck was a solid starter. Never won, mm. never won anything. But what if Zach Wilson is terrible for like two or three or four years, but he has three MVP seasons in one ring? Yeah. Like, I now you're looking at it. Well, I'd rather have the fucking three MVP seasons yeah. in one ring the way we play football. It's been today. bad. It could stay bad for yeah. a little bit if it gets really good. So that's all I have to say on that. We go right in against the lines. I'm ready. Um, so quick review. We haven't brought up the review of the rules since week one. Plus, this is Brian's first time playing against the lines, correct? Um, yes, in this way. Well, we did like, the wins. In the but, way of actually yeah. scoring it. And, and So usually we play for a $25 parlay at the end of the week. Um, whoever gets the spread closer gets the point. Mm-hmm. If we're the same distance away, but opposite, you follow me? So say the spread's yes. three. Say the spread's three, you guess four, I guess two. We're both one away. Price is right rules. You went over, so I would get that. Gotcha. One. New rule for this year, if you get the head on the, the score on the money, the spread on the money, it's worth two. Okay. So I'll keep score. And Can you have uh, a pen next to you? Sure, sure. Thank you. I threw mine over there. I should have. Houston hosting Carolina on Thursday night football. They continue to be in games. They continue to compete with Tyra Taylor back there. Just making it a hard time for no reason. Carolina just – I mean, the Jets game I was nervous about because it was like you're up 16-0 at halftime and then final score is 19-14. Sam missed a couple of wide-open guys in the end zone. I'm like, that's typical Sam shit. I watched it for three years. But then they come out and beat the ever-living piss out of the Saints who have a good defense, who have a above-average offense, who have Alvin Kamara who is one of the best one-touch home run threats in the league. So on the road, I know this is high, but I'm giving them six and a half. Carolina Ooh. giving six and a half. Well, um, if you're high, I'm going at seven and a half for right, this well, one. Brian on the money at seven and a half. Brian starts out with two right away. Hot start. Even All though right. I thought that was high, because I don't know Houston. Nah, I, Houston's like you're saying Houston's bad, but I mean we saw them against the Browns yesterday. T- We're giving them a little bit of trouble, and Browns versus Chiefs in the playoffs last week. So yeah, I mean you I know. think. This might be an early favorite for a tease. If it's seven and a half, you get that six-point tease. You get it down to one and a half. That might be a favorite on a teaser. Washington at Buffalo. This one was hard for me. I got Buffalo at home just over a field goal, minus four and a half. Really? I had them much higher, but I guess I didn't really take the defense into account. I went minus six for Buffalo. Buffalo, the favorite, at nine flat. Minus nine. nine. So it's three nothing, Brian. Uh, we got Chicago Bears, the Bears, in Cleveland. Cleveland uh, probably going to fall victim. They just were minus 12 last week, and I gave them another high spread just because Fields is probably going to be coming in. Mm. Cleveland's defense is not um, – why am I blanking on who they played last yesterday? The Texans. Right. right yeah. Right. Cleveland's defense is, is not – no, 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 not, not Cleveland. Oh. Who did Chicago play yesterday? The Bengals. The Bengals, right. Yeah. Okay, so Cleveland's defense is not fucking Cincinnati's defense, dude. <laughs> Justin Fields, I mean, granted, he's probably going to get the week to prepare. I'm assuming he's going to start that game, right? I got Cleveland laying 10 and a half. Really? Yeah. Wow, we're not even in the same area. And that's just because and I feel like betting on Chicago is weird. I never know. I feel like you never know what Chicago game you're going to get. I don't know if that's just me. I try to stay away from it. But 
I went with Cleveland, but I only gave them one and a half. Wow, less than yeah. field goal at home, huh? Just because I feel like Chicago stays in these like these close grind out games. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I still think Cleveland wins, but would you be surprised if the game ends? How much field better goal do you or... think Chicago is than Houston, though? Because Cleveland was laying twelve, I believe, on the road in Houston last week, right? Wasn't that game in Houston? Or am I wrong about that? Uh, I'm not sure. You might be right. I'm not positive. Yeah. But either way, whether it was home or away, they were laying 12 to, to Houston. How much? I don't think Chicago's 10 points better than Houston. I think it, honestly, like I said, I, Chicago's weird to me. I think this, for me, this is more of a personal thing because I always get burned on Who's Chicago. Who's going to find out if you're right? So, Cleveland, the favorite at seven and a half. Yeah. So, seven and a half. So, just over a touchdown. So, I'm going to get that one on the board. It's three to one. Um, I probably see right away. I, I see an early tease, the the Carolina Browns tease. That might be the tease of the week. Baltimore in Detroit. Uh, two coming off of two close games. They haven't proved they could blow anybody out. We haven't seen Detroit play week two yet. They're playing in about an hour. Gotta get the prop bet in. This is gonna be the weekly most <laughs> part of the show where we talk about how we need to get a prop bet in. Um, so my point is they haven't proven that they can blow anyone out yet, and Detroit hasn't proven yet to be able to be I blown think we out. Know, yeah. So I got Baltimore uh, laying two and a half on the road. We're so completely off again. I have Baltimore at nine. I think Baltimore's and, and, gonna. And you could yeah. be way more right. I think than Baltimore I could be about is gonna gonna just torch them. I think I think with week one, Detroit coming back was a matter of San Francisco just slowing down. Like they came out very hot. Got the lead early, and then Detroit kind of just was garbage time. You know, like... It's not so much about how you think the game is going to go. You got to think about what Vegas wants to do. Because Vegas had the line at 8. They don't want to scare you away with a line too high. They want you to play it. They had 8 for San Fran over over Detroit in Week 1. And that wound up pushing at eight. I think the line finished at eight and a half. So it wound up just covering. Mm -hmm. But so, you know, I mean, I I try to think about it more about how I think Vegas feels than I feel personally. But I still, yeah, I'm still going with nine. It's probably going to be wrong, but we'll take it. Brian, you're right. Nine on the head. It's nine on the head. Let's go. And it's five to one. And it's bloody. Come on. You don't think, you don't think uh, Baltimore could. No, I think, against Detroit, I like, think Baltimore could could cover that for sure. And, and I feel like, and I feel like the big the big theme outside of like um, outside of the Giants and the Jets being the quote unquote bad teams, I think Detroit is oh, the they're bad they're team. One of the like, worst. They're one of the worst. Just from a public opinion, I think Houston. I think people thought Houston was going to be the worst team, and then these last two weeks they've been like, all right, maybe maybe they're not they bad. Just want, David Culley wants people to respect him before they start losing games. Yeah. But no, I just, I don't know. I bet you that line changes if Detroit wins tonight. That line, I'm sure it does. That line will be yeah. going in the morning, and you won't be able to get it again until late afternoon. So lock tomorrow. it in now. You heard it here first. Um, Indianapolis at Tennessee. This one was tough for me, and that's mm-hmm. why I asked if Wentz was playing. But then I still stuck to my guns. Tennessee minus two and a half at home. I have Tennessee minus three and a half. Tennessee minus five and a half. Oh, Brian's gonna get another one. I think that's a little high. Yeah, probably, you think that's high? I'd stay away from it. I mean, I'm not put, I don't know. I would think I'd stay away from that game also. Um, Kansas City hosting the Los Angeles Superchargers. <laughs> I got just hard for me to go under a touchdown with Kansas City at mm-hmm. home. I got them by seven and a half, and that might be too low. I have them at five and a half. 
I think it's going to be a shootout. Kansas City, six and a half. Oof. Uh, it's the wow. good old tie goes to Brian. Wow. And it's fucking seven to one, and it's bloody. And it's This bloody. one I wasn't sure about at all. New England, New Orleans. I mean, it's hard with the rookie quarterback. They're at and home. we don't know what's good with New Orleans. First week they came out, they're like, this is crazy. Let's yeah. look at Jameis. And then and last week they... you're like, oh, look at Jameis. You know, like. They showed that they're going to capitalize if you make mistakes and if you don't have your shit together. It's a Bill Belichick team at the end of the day. Um, I gave them one and a half at home. I gave New Orleans one and a half. New England, the favorite at three flat. Wow. Three, yeah, okay. Six, so that makes sense. So we're crawling back into this one at seven and two. <laughs> we got the Dirty Birds of Atlanta, the Falcons, in MetLife Stadium, playing the New York Giants, the G-Men. I couldn't bring myself to put a spread <laughs> on this game, dude. It's a pick 'em. That's what I was going to do, but I gave the Giants one and a half. Uh, Giants, the favorite. By three. Three. Giants by Ooh. three. Ooh. All right. Well, if, you so. if, yeah, if you say so. If yeah, if you say so. If you say so. That'll move. Cincinnati in Pittsburgh. Um I don't really know what to make of these two guys. Divisional mm-hmm. game. I'm just going with the standard, just about three for the home team. So I'm going Pittsburgh by two and a half. It's funny because I feel like I want Cincinnati to be good. I like the high power offense, but I don't I don't think it's gonna happen here. I went Pittsburgh three and a half. We got Pittsburgh at four and a half. Pittsburgh four and a half, and Brian's murdering me. Uh that's not all she wrote yet, but it's close. We got the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals in Jacksonville. Talk about the teams that are just bad. I mean, they're gonna be exciting. You're gonna have Trevor there, and when Travis Etienne gets back, they're gonna make some exciting stuff happen. Good playmakers, but I just don't think they're a very good football team. I got Arizona by six and a half on the road. Got Arizona by seven and a half. I think that's the kill shot. Arizona at seven and a half. Jesus Christ, Brian. Listen, you watched me fill them out right next to you. I know. No, I know. I'm not <laughs> accusing you of nothing. I'm just as surprised as you are. Don't get me wrong. It's, listen, hey. What, are the, what do they call it? Your first time sitting down at the chair. Something about beginner's luck. <laughs> it is what it is. Um... Jets at Denver. Denver seems to be uh, better than we thought, as we said already in the beginning of the show. The Jets are just about as bad as we thought they were. I got Denver over a touchdown at home, minus eight and a half. I have Denver at three and a half. So another one where completely. Denver the favorite at 11 flat. Oh, all right. So you got it, Jim. All right, yeah. Hey. You don't think that seems high? We're chipping away. I Am I higher I, on the Jets than I should I be, and they're 11, not even my I favorite think 11 team? 11.5 seems a little high. I feel like it's high. But I bet you, because especially Denver being Denver the way they have since Peyton left, that, mm. that number is going to crawl probably to around the 8 to 9 range, if not closer to 7.5, because people are going to start hitting the Jets to cover. I bet. Right. I, I mean, week. I think I'm 11. Mm. All right. Miami in Vegas. We mentioned two is not playing. We think Vegas is better than the public might per- uh, perceive them, so to say. Vegas uh, laying six and a half at home. I Vegas at um, one and a half. Hmm. Interesting. I know. Got Vegas at minus four. Four. All right. I want shipping. Tampa Bay. In Los Angeles, 
like I said, something about that Tampa defense just isn't sitting right with me right now. Los Angeles in their beautiful new home. They might have some actual Rams fans by the end of this year that actually associate themselves with the team. You got Stafford now. I got Rams just over a field goal, minus three and a half. I have it the same number, different team, three and a half for Tampa Bay. Wow, okay. We got the pick for this week. Ooh. This is the pick huh? Very spicy. All right, wait. So, and we were both equally far away, so no so one what gets happens? it. No, it's a wash. No. We both get one. No one, no one gets one. Just okay. wash it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Seattle in Minnesota. If you don't know by now, now you know. We don't like the Vikings. Seattle minus two and a half on the road. Seattle minus three and a half. Seattle minus one and a half. Ooh, yeah, there I'll it take is. Take that one. We'll slice is. the lead in half with a game to go. So Brian won, by the way. It's uh, <laughs> eleven to five, and there's two games left. This one I wasn't sure about. This one, I, like, until we get to week four, five, six, it's gonna be like it's always gonna be harder with the teams that play on Monday night the week before because we do mm. the show on Mondays and we haven't seen those games yet. I got San Fran by three and a half because I'm just assuming we're going to see more of not great from Green Bay tonight. I got Green Bay by one and a half. James, what was your uh, pick? San Fran by three and a half. We got San Fran by three. Oh. oh. All right. Yeah, I like that one. And the Monday night game, the Birds, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. I like Dallas a lot. Mm-hmm. So do I. As we all know, I think the birds are trash. <laughs> Dallas by six and a half. I got Dallas at three and a half. Brian ended out hot at three and a half for the Dallas Cowboys. You hit it on the head, so not that it matters, but Brian has 13 to my six. Brian wins the week. Before we go to our break, I will say, Connor, Connor, <laughs> Connor contacted me again because word got out. He heard. He, you know, he's through the grapevine. Through the grapevine. He knows what's going on. He heard about it. He sent me a fucking video <laughs> uh, either Sunday morning before the games or Saturday night. And he's like, so look, I was a little hot. I got a little <laughs> cocky. It's like I looked at the Eagles schedule and they got a really tough schedule coming up. He's like, they got the Niners this week. Then mm-hmm. they got the Cowboys on the road. Then I think they might have the Niners next and Seattle's in there somewhere. They got a rough schedule. And he was like, so look, I'm not backing down, but I'm just, you know, I'm a little less confident than I was before. Expectations have been tempered a little bit. Look, well, they're trash, dude. <laughs> the birds are trash. Jalen Hurts, not great. They won that game two weeks ago because they didn't ask Jalen Hurts to go win it for them. And that's where I'll leave it at. Jeez. Let's take a break. All right. What's up, guys? Jimmy from House of Havoc letting you know we want you guys to focus on you this fall with Stay Thirsty Co. That's right. We want you to shop the new back-to-school special on the website all September long, starting today, Labor Day. Going to get on there. You want to look fresh for school. If you're a college student at the bars, you want to talk to girls, you want to talk to guys, you want to look nice. You want to focus on yourself. On top of that great sale, on top of that great sale, promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, going to get you an additional 15% off at checkout. That's staythirsty.co, I believe. StayThirsty.co, StayThirsty.com. I'm not positive on that. StayThirstyCo at IG will get you to the website. Once again, that's the back-to-school sale all September long starting today, Labor Day. Promo code HAVOC gets you an additional 15% off. All right, and we're back, and it is time to do fantasy football 
stardom, sit-ems. Before we get into this, last week I gave a little piece of advice on my team. Don't be cute because I tried to be cute and it cost me a win. Do it in week one or um, two. This week, what I'm gonna, this week all I have to say real quick, this isn't really advice. This is just me kind of talking out loud. I'm up by two. I got Hawkinson against Aaron Jones and Green Bay's defense tonight. So p- possible, not probable. I am I'm up by 16 after Lamar brought me all the way back up and over. I have Swift going tonight. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not up 16. I'm up six. It's 116 to 110. I have Swift going against Tunyon tonight. I think fine. Swift should be able to hold off Tunyon, but you never so know. So in, in that matchup, I'm up by two in with the whole deal. I believe he, the guy I'm playing, Riggio, mm-hmm. in another league, he is down by eight. Same deal. He's got Aaron Jones in Green Bay defense, and he's playing up against Hawkinson. So he's got wow. two separate leagues where the game's going to matter tonight. And in both leagues, he picks six. I'm down by about uh, 14 right now, and I got Rodgers, Adams, and Swift going. So I think everything who? will be okay. Against who? Uh, Tanya. So it's not. Oh, no, you're going to be fine. Everything will be okay. Yeah, everything's going to be right for you, Jack. Pray for Anything me. Anything that goes to Tanya goes our, through Rodgers, too. So Our long-lost cousin, TJ Hawkinson, needs to drop a 50-burger on him for me tonight while Aaron Jones barely touches the field. Let's get into it. Quarterbacks. First up, we got Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones. Oh. Do you want me to go first? Just go ahead. Um, I would say, what do we got? Minnesota? Who's Minnesota versus? I jumped into this earlier. Minnesota- I would say Daniel Jones, honestly. Um, And that might be a little bit of Giants bias, but Atlanta's defense not known for being too good. Um, He looked pretty good against Washington last week, given – you know, losing in the last three seconds, but I thought he looked pretty good. Kirk Cousins, I'm biased against the Giants, so, you know, I'm biased against Kirk Cousins, rather, not against the Giants. Um, I don't feel like he does anything exciting against Seattle. I would send him, to be honest with you, if we came between those two. Don't get excited over the matchup that he had with Arizona. I mean, that was a game where they hit the over before halftime. But you see these things with Kirk Cousins all the time. He'll have a game like this where he throws the lights out, and then next week it could be it could be a three-interception 120 yards. It's. I don't want to say Arizona doesn't have a good defense. They just seem to be one of those teams that plays to the level of their competition. Okay. So even yeah. though they got the win, they they Minnesota should have had no business being in this game. I mean, do you feel differently? No, I don't like. Into, I mean, I I, I bet on them I, to cover and they didn't. And that's Arizona playing eh defense. Yeah. Now you got Seattle. And you said it. The Giants are playing Atlanta Swiss cheese defense. Go DJ. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel comma, times. Next up, we got Teddy Bridgewater or Jalen Hurts. I'll go first. I'll tell you right now. I know you might like hanging out on Monday night and having your quarterback go. People think this Dallas defense is no good for some reason. We thought that game was going to be a shootout, and they held that team to 17 points. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't risk it with Jalen Hurts until he proves it. And then you got Teddy going against the bullshit Jets defense. Yeah, we take Teddy also. We got Jimmy Garoppolo or Carson Wentz. <clears throat> Indianapolis is playing who? Um, they're playing uh, Tennessee. I guess Carson Wentz and not – I don't even know. 
They're both not exciting. Do you know what I'm, I'm like, missing? My not... se- who is the, it's Carson so Wentz and then who? It's Carson Wentz against the Titans or Jimmy Garoppolo against the Packers. And I'm just thinking the only reason I would say Carson Wentz is because these Tennessee games tend to find themselves, you know, at your 30s. Tennessee doesn't like to time. play defense. Yeah. Garoppolo's not like sexy because they could have 400 in total, total yards. Yeah, and or they could touchdowns. run with four different people. Well, I'm saying they could like... have 400 total yards and five touchdowns, and it's all rushing touchdowns. Um, tough choice, but if I had to pick one of them, I'm probably taking Carson. Yeah, Carson. We got Derek Carr or Jared Goff. Oof. Um, Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr. Last quarterbacks, we got Tyrod Taylor or Zach Wilson. Before we before we get to this one, I'm just it's almost never going to be Jared Goff. Find a better option. I agree. Unless you're in a 12 team, two quarterback league or you're in a bad quarterback league, which have you guys heard of this? There are bad no. quarterback leagues where the whole point is to get the worst quarterback. Really? So, like, touchdowns are negative two points and interceptions <laughs> are worth six. I kind of like that. I think it's interesting. So, unless you're in a bad quarterback league or a really deep two-quarterback yeah. super flex league, He's number one in the Jared band. Goff is never a fucking choice. The if you're in a 10-man standard league, what are you? don't even have him rostered. Yeah, don't. So, Terod Taylor or Zach Wilson. I mean, Terod Taylor, I'll tell you right now, Zach Wilson's my backup quarterback. He... Scored 20, 23 in week one, and then I don't even know if he broke negative points last week. Mm-hmm. Terod Taylor's experience. Carolina's going to give him hell, but I'm still probably going to go with the experience. Denver's mm-hmm. going to give the Jets hell, too. Yeah. And guess what? Zach Wilson might die before the season ends. Like, the way that it, he's getting hit right now. Not actually I die. Know, know. Not actually die. But, like, the way the, the rate he's getting hit and running around right now with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller coming for him and the yeah. boys, yeah. dude. Orange Crush 2.0, no thanks. Yeah, Tyrod I mean, Taylor. same thing, Tyrod Taylor, and for the same reasons. I think Denver is just going to give Zach Wilson a very hard time. All right, we're going to move it on to running backs. We got Mike Davis or Corderell Patterson. Whew, this one's spicy because I watched Corderell Patterson get these ridiculous plays yesterday. I think he had two touchdowns. Um, one was off like a shovel pass. I think the other one was a rushing touchdown. I could be wrong. You're right on that. Yeah, I I'm gonna take Cordell Patterson. He seems to make the offense. He seems more exciting. He seems to bring like a like an extra gear to the offense that Mike Davis is. You know, he's more of a thumper. Gonna the try French, to... the French call it a certain. Yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> like yeah. Mike Davis is just gonna bump in, knock some people over, get through the line. Cordell Patterson is just there's some there's a pizzazz, an explosiveness. Almost. This, this is what I have to say about it. If you want the guy who's probably gonna touch the ball ten to fifteen times, no matter what, and you'll live with his results on t- just on touch mm-hmm. share, you go Mike Davis. If you want a guy that might not touch the game until the middle of the third quarter. Right. But might score two touchdowns like we saw him do yesterday. Then you go Cordero Patterson. Me, the way my team is shaped up right now, I want the guy who might go get me twenty five. Yeah. So I'm taking Cordero Patterson. I mean, I wouldn't start. I wouldn't start Davis as a RB one or two. But if you got a nice flex spot open, or if you have like a two flex league, like how we have it, I wouldn't mind maybe just slotting Cordero Patterson if the rosters are deep enough. You feel like taking the chance? I'll tell you right now, the way our league is going, I'd start Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Cordero Patterson, the gadget player that works. Daryl Henderson or Chris Carson? <laughs> what, was, what were those people again? Daryl Henderson <laughs> or Chris Carson? Um, I just they, Seattle was in a situation yesterday where they should have been putting this game away, where they yeah. were up big, and they Chris Carson we look has like twenty four yards. Like there was a point where Chris Carson 
had, I think, a touchdown or maybe two touchdowns, but only 22 yards. Mm-hmm. So it was like he's got the fantasy points, but where the fuck is this guy when they're grinding a game away? And it's been this guy's deal. It was Seattle's deal. We thought it was because of Brian Trottenheimer. Now he's gone. There's a new guy calling plays. They're still not grinding it out. Um, I mean, regardless, I... Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was no, going to no, say, finish. I'm starting... Um, I'm not starting... Uh, why am I blinking out? Who the hell is you talking about? Daryl Henderson or... Chris Carson. I'm starting Chris Carson because Daryl Henderson's going against Tampa Bay's defense. The run defense... I know you're... I know you're a little skeptical about the defense, but the run defense is still still very good. I don't think Henderson has as good of a day as um, you know, as people think he may. And he's banged up, right? He's got a. I think it was his thumb. Something. I think it might have been something with his hand. He is a little banged up. Sony Michelle, I think, played the majority of the snaps yesterday. So and I he, think he go ahead. coming out of the uh, game, and then Sony Michelle wound up taking about forty six percent of yeah. Snaps so. The rest of the game. I go Chris Carson. And I wouldn't start really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I go Chris Carson. What do you mean? Didn't you say Chris Carson? No, too? I thought you. Were, I thought you were going to say Henderson. I was ready no. To I think on you. I think McVeigh and Stafford kind of have a gentleman's agreement going on here, where they're going to try to throw for fifty-seven touchdowns. It could happen. You know. Yeah. Like so. For that reason, he didn't on top come of to everything Detroit else. for nothing. All right, James Robinson or Antonio Gibson. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. This is a hard one. Um, again, if you want volume share, you go Antonio Gibson. I know McKissick had the crazy Thursday night game. Trust me, I know. I left him on my bench. Mm. That's not going to happen every week. Antonio Gibson is going to be their guy. Yeah. James Robinson right now isn't getting the line share of the carries, and that's without ETN coming back. I don't think ETN coming back is going to eat into his share, but he's just it's going to be a committee kind of a deal. So if you think James Robinson might have a shot at vulturing two touchdowns on the goal line, then go for it. But if you want the guy who's going to get more touches, then you're going to want to go with um, Antonio Gibson. Gibson. I, I always agree. blank on these guys' names. I would go. I would go with Antonio Gibson too, without a doubt. She also, like you're saying, I mean, um, James Robinson looks great, but Carlos Hyde is eating into the timeshare, and not you wouldn't expect Carlos Hyde to eat, and eat into it, but there's a reason it's happening. Um, you, know? you mark my words right now. You, you, and all of you. Carlos Hyde has potential to be the next Frank Gore. We might just be hearing this He's going to be name. here forever. He might be fucking fantasy up on like four or five different teams for the next five to seven years. Who, at this rate, he's been on fucking a quarter of the league already. All right. We got Saquon Barkley or Joe Mixon. Oof. I wanted to answer Dang, confidently. Um, I wanted to answer this one confidently, but now I just don't know. Um, look, Joe Mixon didn't do much. Pittsburgh's defense is is scary. He's probably going to get more touches. He got 33, 34 total touches in week one. I think he carried the ball 29 times and then had four or five catches, something like that. Until Saquon proves it, I can't go with him. So I'm I kind of agree. Mixing. I don't feel good about either of them, but if you're stuck between the two, I I would go with Mixon. You're a Giants fan. I don't you're, feel good. You're watching. Barkley. You're watching more Giants than the rest of us in the room, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Other than the one big run he had yesterday, what has he done to say he should be in your lineup? I mean, I I'm listen. I'm I'm one of the people who have been saying he should be sitting, at least for at least for the first week. I don't even think he should have played. Quick answer. Quick answer on this. Ten seconds or less. Do you regret the pick yet? Go. 
No. All right, good enough. Next. Last running backs for the segment, Kareem Hunt or Jonathan Taylor. Who? Another spicy one, another spicy one. Kareem Hunt always kind of has that potential to go off, but the more Chubb's going and the, when they're both healthy, you're rolling the dice more on bigger plays. Yeah. He is more likely to catch the ball than Chubb is, but they run those fucking three tight end sets. It just seems like those non-wide receiver targets always going to the Harrison Bryant and mm-hmm. Hooper yeah. and, and Joku will have a sliding here and there. So Anyone that's rough. Tom, basically. Jonathan Taylor is going to have the same kind of a deal going on. You got Naheem Hines and um, don't they have someone else eating backfield touches back there too? Is it Marlon uh, Mack back? Marlon Mack might or be Or he's back. not back yet? I think it's just Taylor and Hines right now. Okay. Marlon I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. I would go Jonathan Taylor. All right. Moving on to receivers. You got Rondale Moore or Marquise Brown? Oof. Rondell Moore is the the little shifty guy. In I, was say, I don't know much about yes. Rondell Moore. He's a rookie. Okay. He's he's like a little shifty Tyreek Hill kind of a deal. And he did exactly Tyreek Hill the shit I was about out say, I of think I saw the him. Vikings yesterday. Seventy seven yard burner. I would probably take Rondell Moore just based off the fact that he's in a better offense. Well, it's Rondell Moore or who was the other choice again? Hollywood Brown. Yeah. See, like I'm gonna disagree because I think. For all the reasons that I don't like Hollywood Brown, he's still the number one wide out. Yeah. He's the number one target out wide there. I mean, in Arizona, you got mouths to feed. You got Nuke Hopkins. Mm-hmm. You got Christian Kirk in the slot. You've got... Um, A.J. Green. A.J. Green out there mm-hmm. as well. All f- Chase Edmonds catches balls. Mm-hmm. Connor catches balls. Yeah. Um, they got that guy that also used to play for the Ravens, Max, not Max Williams. Is that his name? Max Williams, I think, is his name. He was catching a million balls. So there's a lot more mouths to feed in Arizona. I'm going to go Marquise Brown. All right. I'm going to move it on to Brandon Cooks and Henry Ruggs. Oof. I don't know what Cooks' numbers have looked like this season at all, if I'm being completely honest with you. You want me to go off a feel? I know Ruggs had a big game and that big play on Sunday. I think he's only had one catch over 50 yards so far in his career. Mm. I think it's one. If not, it's it's not more than three. And this is what the guy's supposed to be good at. He just hasn't been there. There's Brian jo- Brian Edwards, rather, the yeah. rookie from last year, is running deep. Like uh, Even last year, or maybe two years, I think it was last year, Aguilar became the deep ball guy. Mm. So uh, plenty of people just seem to be able to plug and play to, to – do do what Ruggs does, and it's the only thing he allegedly can do well. Also I mean, another guy down there, uh, Zay Jones, could also run. Yeah, Zay there. Jones is more. He's taller though. He's like a six foot two, like you know, get to the sticks and turn around kind of a guy. I mean, he got he's got wheels, but he's not just run nines, eights, and sevens mm-hmm. like Ruggs is. And Ruggs hasn't done it. It's supposed to be the only thing he was good at. I'm looking at like a Tavon Austin level of draft bust coming for Rugs right now. Like that's how I feel about it. That's the track he's on anyway. Give me Brandon Cooks. Give me Brandon Cooks just based off volume. All right, we're gonna move it on. KJ Osborne or Michael Pittman Jr. Who the fuck? <laughs> yeah, who's KJ Osborne? KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne is the receiver behind Justin Jefferson on the Vikings. And I'm gonna guess. Oh, give me Michael. So Pittman. he's their number three. Give me Michael Pittman. He's their number three. Behind Jefferson and Thielen. Behind Jefferson and Thielen. Had a great game, though. Yeah, um, give me Michael Pittman as the true number one or two over there. All righty, then. Sterling Shepard 
for CD Lamb. Oh, okay. Damn, Let me, you, you go first because um, I need to. I need to check something really quick. Sterling Shepard's showing up, man. I mean, you already knew CD Lamb was going to show up. Certainly, I'm not sure. Well, let's see. So you got Sterling Shepard against the Falcons, which is always good. And then we have who's Dallas versus never in Philly. Give me Sterling Shepard. Why not? What are you checking over there? CD Lamb. Yeah. Season rank wide receiver thirty three. Sterling Shepard wide receiver twenty nine. Yeah, it's like that right now. Sterling Shepard is going off, especially with the game in Washington. I guess. Yeah. Um, give me some Sterling Shepard. Now, granted, nobody else had played yet, but at the end of Thursday night, Sterling Shepard was wide receiver three. Now, obviously, he was a whole game <laughs> ahead of everybody. Yeah. But he's got about almost 40 points over the course of two yeah. weeks. He's got like 20, 20 and then 18. I'm moving him into my starting lineup this week, and I'm taking him today. Yeah, I would I would take him over CeeDee Lamb. And I have CeeDee Lamb in our league. That's so. I know. I just went to your team to yeah. check CeeDee Lamb. So. All right. Our last receiver's. Adam Thielen or Juju? Oh, man. I guess Adam Thielen. I don't know. Pick your poison. <laughs> They're both tr- touchdown dependent. Yeah. You just... I just... What it comes down to for me, for what I've seen of Pittsburgh, and I'm not sitting down watching entire Pittsburgh Steeler games here. That's not what I'm doing. I'm watching as much of every game as I can at one time. From what I've seen, they don't seem to know how to properly utilize anybody on that roster right now. Like, Claypool isn't involved enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I get Deontay Johnson's fast. He's also five foot six, So, I just... He's yeah. featured too much. They and don't he's get, hurt now, so... They don't get Claypool the ball enough. For that reason, I'm going... Um, the other touchdown dependent... Thielen? Thielen, yeah. I'm actually going to go Juju, and that's only because... Between the matchups, I think he's more likely to get a touchdown than Thielen is. It's fair. It's fair. He's probably more likely to have two, honestly. Just against Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna move it on to tight ends, but uh just little warning. Tight ends suck this week, so tight ends suck this week. year. Yeah. 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 Would hate to have three of them. We'll start it off hot though. We got Kyle Pitts or Mark Andrews. Oh. Give me Mark Andrews. Why not? They're trying to they're they're trying to justify taking Kyle Pitts as high as they did by getting him the ball yeah. early and all. It's not looking. It's not looking but for volume, I'm just gonna take him. Yeah. On, on targets, Kyle Pitts has not been dropping balls. He, he was six for seven, I believe, yesterday. So it's. We'll no, see. they're trying to get him the ball. They they you kind of feel like you have to justify taking a tight end as high as they did, and even you saw him come out there. I was interested to see how it was gonna look and how much actual tight end he's gonna be playing. And he comes out, he's basically wearing fucking receiver pads, dude. Yeah. He might as well he have, looks like a receiver. He might as well have laser tag equipment on <laughs> for shoulder pads. <laughs> Kyle Pitts. All right. We got Austin Hooper or Blake Jarwin. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Dude, I'll tell you right now, every time a tight end catches a ball in a Cleveland game, you're, you're trying to figure out it's always Hooper. Right, that that's what I was going to say. Dalton Schultz is at least eating, you know, the Jarwin-Schultz deal. I mean, Hooper's obviously, we just talked about the three tight ends they use. Just based off what yeah. I feel, and this could change in a few weeks, but for this week, what I feel is to go with um, Hooper. 
Yeah, give me Hooper. There's too many too many other options in Dallas. All right. So we got Kyle Rudolph, or we uh, we got the other tight end in Denver that I can't pronounce. Albert Okabunam. Oh. Let me see it. Give it a shot. I know who he's talking about. I don't know how to say the last name, though. Albert. He scored last week. Ogwegbunam. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Jesus, dude. Pick another tight end. I'm giving it the uh, – not you. Not you. You're fine. No, he's saying pick another tight end. What I'm giving you is Don't if, go with if, Albert. Yeah, yeah. One, Sorry, neither. Albert. I'm giving you the rare neither. Who was the other one besides Albert? Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Oh, my God. If it's got to um, be the two of I them, guess I guess Kyle Rudolph. But uh, try to find a better – hit the scrap heap if those are your two choices. Leave your spot open. <laughs> yeah, take the zero. Play those two people. All right. This is as exciting as it's going to get. Rob Gronkowski or no offense. Rob Gronkowski. Is so on is it a time machine? Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is on fire. Yeah, it seems like they finally. Rob knows the playbook. Tom <laughs> knows the playbook. When we get down within the five, we're, we're gonna call we know one what's of, going on. It's like Gronk's yeah. got a little bracelet with ten plays on it, and they're like, "Hey, Gronk, inside the twenty, we're running one yeah. of these ten. You I'm start just, looking at your I'm bracelet. Just, yeah, when yeah we start get reading here, them now. When we get start here. reading them now. Um, Jets probably gonna continue to be terrible against tight ends. It might be interesting. Here's the deal. Like, play Gronkowski, but if you have both of these guys, maybe think about putting Font in a flex spot if you can afford to. I have no Font on all my teams. I would take Gronkowski in a heartbeat over no Font. Last pick them for the day. Johnny Smith or Mike Gusecki? Give me Johnny Smith. So two is not playing? Yeah. See, I'm not as worried about the tight end split in New England as uh, originally I might have even been. I think because Smith's a better tight con- end. Yeah, but they're all, they're treating them like different players, and they mm-hmm. are different players, and they're clearly playing two different positions within their offense. They're doing that a lot of the shit we saw with Gronk and Hernandez, mm-hmm. where Jonu Smith is Hernandez and Hunter Henry is Gronk. So I'm going to take Jonu. Yeah, I'll take Jonu too. All right, that's what we got. This is your uh, week three fantasy pickups. And we're going to take a quick break. All right, what's up, guys? As everyone knows, this season we are on YouTube. Last season we weren't. And I got to be honest with you, we kind of we were dressing like shit a little bit, you know? We weren't worried about what people saw. We were wearing pajamas. We had Anthony coming in wearing whatever sweats he wore to work that day. Half the time I'd roll out of bed and show up to the studio. But now the people are going to see us and we got to look fresh. We want that fine Italian fucking material. That's right. We're talking Saatchi Di Denaro, streetwear brand from Long Island, New York. The gear is fire. It looks good. Right now, I got the M5 Motivated Money Making Monday Morning hoodie on, okay? You're going to be able to get this and so much more at SaatchiDiDenaro.com. Promo code HAVOC is going to save you 10% off. That's S-A-C-C-H-I-D-I-D-E-N-A-R-O.com. H-A-V-O-C, promo code HAVOC, gets you 10% off. Always authentic, never counterfeit. Saatchi Di Denaro. All right, and we're back. It is time for the Tournament of Degenerates. Uh, week two results quick. Myself, I went into the week with an available balance of 970. I put, I went big. I put 550 on New Orleans, laying three and a half. That lost. We're down to 420. Brian wasn't available last week. Life gets in the way. Bank sits at 900. No bets made. Alicino was at 1127. All right. Stay with me here now. 
everything separate. He had Dallas Moneyline that hit at plus 140. He had the Kansas City with the points, lost that. San Fran with the points, won that. Rams with the points, lost that. Arizona with the points, lost that. Everything was 110 to win 100 besides Dallas was 100 to win 140 at plus 140. After you do all that math, he's at 1037. Jack was at 1550. He lost 200 on a parlay. Don't remember what the parlay was. Doesn't matter. He's at 1350 still in the lead. And Cousin Joe was at 900 for the week. He um, he put a $100 parlay in that was the New England money line. Miami plus three and a half. Pitt minus five and a half. Didn't hit. He had KC with the points. Didn't hit. And he had Dallas with the points. After all the math works out, he's at 890. So I'm still in a staggering last place. Joe is in right behind me. Then Brian. Then Alessino. Then Jack. So let's get right into this week. Brian, you want to go first? Or should we do Ant's picks first? Since do Ant's picks first, yeah. Let's do Alessino. He texted his picks in for us. Seattle laying three and a half. He's laying 330 to win 300. And then he's going with the Green Bay money line, Seattle money line, $100 parlay to win 375. Keeping it simple. All right. So for me, I did two three-team parlays. Um, so for the first one I got, we got the Bengals plus four and a half. Um, the Giants minus three, and I actually have the Chargers plus six and a half. I don't think the Chargers necessarily win this game, but I do think it's going to be close. I think it stays close. Um, we got that at a hundred to win five sixty, and then the other one I have set is um, pick them for the Tampa Bay picking Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, got the Seattle Seahawks at minus one and a half. Hundred on Tampa Bay. 100 to win 100? This is all part of the parlay. Oh, it's all yep. a parlay. Sorry. Right. This, that game is a pick currently. Right. No, I, I got you. Tampa, yeah. Seattle Seahawks minus one and a half. And then Green Bay Packers plus three and a half. feel like that's that's an easy bet. 100 to win 600 for that one. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, so I'm going with the first tease on, on the, in the tournament. I'm going with the two-team six-point teaser. Take the six, you take Carolina down to one and a half, minus one and a half, and you take KC down to minus a half. Those are a set. That's essentially a money line parlay at minus 110 odds, which you would not get, you mm. know. Uh, so that's 110 to win 100 on that. Then I'm going Vegas, laying four points, 220 to win 200. Okay. And three team parlay Green Bay money line, Seattle laying one and a half, Indianapolis money line over Pittsburgh. It's a hundred to win fourteen thirty nine, plus fourteen thirty nine on that parlay. Listen, Indy, yeah. I'm getting bold. I'm in last place by a lot. That, I'm that in last place pick. by a lot. So That's I, something. I needed it. If I zero out, I'm at minus ten bucks going into week four. Mm-hmm. Jack, what do you got? So as a rookie, I felt a little confident this week. I went a little crazy here. I went with a hundred first for the Colts money line to win two ten. I parlayed Atlanta. And the Bengals money line, hundred to win five ninety two. Good, we're good. Yeah. All right. And then I got I got another parlay here, hundred for the Bengals and the Chargers money line to win eight sixty two. Ooh. And I got a hundred for this parlay. It is Washington and Saints money line. Mm. Washington and the Saints money line, and that's a hundred to win what? Hundred to win eight forty six. I'll tell you right now, it was the Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals money line parlay, 100 to win almost nine. 
Good luck. Dude, <laughs> dude I, I was feeling ballsy. It's a lot of ballsy picks this week. It's only 100, so it can't. it's not that bad. He's in the lead. He's feeling confident. Yeah, he's only in the lead by like 200, not even. But hey, so, whatever. Look, I get it. I might be negative next week. It is what it is. It's a long season. There's plenty of room for swings. People start like, I, I want to be surprised, and I bet you it's because, one, it's early in the season, and two, he's not here. If I was at a point where I was like him or Alicino and I was plus a thousand, I'd bet all a thousand. Yeah, start throwing I'd, it. I'd bet all, start throwing it around and build an insurmountable lead. So that way, by the time we get to week 10, you, you're going to start fucking taking out loans to catch me. <laughs> that, but hey, um, here I am with no money to play with. I tried doing that last week. I went 550 mm-hmm. to win 500 on the Saints, and then I'd be up big and I'd be able to throw money around this week. Unfortunately, I have to bet a little bit more than what I have in my bank just to try to stay relevant. I was feeling good. Felt One of these swing. days, cousin Joe Fiore will actually send the picks on Monday. <laughs> he always tells me, "Oh, but it's it's Monday. It's so the games are yeah, but it's Monday for us too. All right, <laughs> it's Monday for fucking everybody, Joe. So get it together." But he will be sending me his picks on Instagram probably ten minutes before the games start on Sunday. That being said, it's time for the Glizzy God pick of the week. We don't fucking miss, dude. <laughs> we told you, I looked you right in the eyes last week, and I told you, Dallas, plus three and a half or plus three, whatever it was at the time that the line moved, I think it was plus three and a half at the time, cannot miss. I put money on it. It's The reason I made money this week was that I put money on the Dallas money line, and it hit for us. 16-2 and two against the spread now. 12-6 and six against the money line. Alessino, we all know now, I guess he's 15 and five and he's a couple behind me. He's 15 and five against the spread for sure. Brian's O and O. So we're bringing a new guy in. We're going to keep him in. Why don't you, I think we might all be on the same page again. Alessino texted his glizzy got into me. Didn't read it until after I already picked mine. We happen to fall on the same team again, folks. What do you know? You go ahead. Tell it the people now. Are you going with the Packers? It's the Packers. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's, Packers. it's the Packers plus three. It doesn't make, yeah. Plus three or plus sense. three and a half. Well, uh, I think they're plus three right now. As of this morning, plus three could have shifted. Plus they, three and a half right it's now. It's plus three and a half. Yeah. It was three and it's already up to three and a half. Get that. Hit that now. Yeah. Because Hammer that shit. Especially if they fucking win tonight, that line's going to be gone. Yeah. So I might put that fucking bet in when we leave the I studio. Like, Yo, I was going to say the same dude, thing. I put, I, the, like, I, might I put, put the Cowboys bet in on Tuesday last week, and then DeMarcus Ware broke his foot, and I was like, oh, no. But, hey, I thought about the numbers. 12, and, 12, out, of, 12 out of 18 times, it's fucking cashing. Yeah. On the money line, 16 out of 18 times, it's cashing against the spread. So how do you fucking go wrong? So it's the Packers plus three Packers. in San Francisco. Hopefully they don't get smacked around in about seven minutes <laughs> and uh, we look foolish. But hey, even, you know, the train rolls on. The glizzy train rolls on. Gotta keep chugging along. We hope for another strong win and, and we make money. We all make money. The book doesn't. And we all have a good time. Uh, before we sign off real quick, as always, brought to you by Tiger Pack Productions, House of Havoc Podcast Network. Stay Thirsty Company, and Sachi De Janeiro. Peace out. Peace.